0: And gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. Oh, and while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends.
1: Yeah, Ready now. Listen
0: to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. Well, welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends.
1: Well, it might be November, but this, I think, is the show of the year. What a game this morning in Leeds! Kangaroos. I don't know how they did it, but they squeaked by the Kiwis. An absolute classic. Uh, we're set to speak to Isaiah Yo shortly. Hopefully that happens. But uh, either way, what a game! Which we'll speak about uh, in moments. Mark Bosnich talking Socceroos. Uh, Dave Warner in studio for the hour and Candice's quiz. That's all coming up. <laughs> Candice, good morning to you.
2: Good morning. How are we all today?
1: Oh, very well. I'm just so
3: interested to sit in here with the 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 golden couple here and
1: see how they behave. I think it be, could be very interesting. It is. Dave's just out the out the back there, out the on the couch now. How do you find the dynamic? Like, is well, there is there a dominant partner from what you've seen no, so far? No, I I, I I smell fear. From, from which
3: her? side? <laughs> from Dave. Yeah, I, so do I. I smell fear. And I, I've already copped the glare
1: from Candace once, and I suspect that's a glare that David's copped more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 13353 3 can call us any time, but we're talking rugby league after this. Australia through to the World Cup final, but only just Triple M, Dead Set Legends.
0: If it happens on the field in the change rooms or the car park, hear about it here.
1: Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Legend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M. I don't want to make you feel old. You know what next year is, Rich?
3: 40-year anniversary of the America's Cup. That documentary that is on Netflix at the moment,
1: uh, Untold, I think it's called, uh, is one of the greatest documentaries. Fantastic. In, in, in terms of capturing a sporting moment and Australia in the 80s. Yeah. It got, had the lot. It had the lot. Do
3: you,
2: do you think that, that America's Cup win would have to be up there with one of Australia's greatest sporting moments? Oh, it's,
3: it's up in the top five
1: for sure. Is that and Cathy Freeman. Honestly, it's that and Cathy Froome. And Makaibi Diva. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Off. Let's talk rugby league because we've got uh, Isaiah waiting. But before we get to uh, the winning lock forward for the Kangaroos, did you see the game this morning? If if you've got KO and you didn't get up this morning, watch a full replay. Don't watch the mini. Watch a full replay. That first half was blistering. Um, The Kiwis were fantastic, and I don't know how the Kangaroos held on, but they did, and then they ran over them in the second half. I think the Kiwis were lucky to have the scary match last match because
3: they came out a completely different team in the first half. They, the intensity was high. The line speed was high. They, they were they were a truly world-class team, and I think it took Australia by surprise a little bit too. I think they they thought, oh, we this is serious. We better up our
2: ante a bit, and, and I think they did. Joey Manu was strong again, especially in that first half. We know the game before against Fiji, he was outstanding. But I think he worried the Kangaroos in that first half, for sure.
1: I was thinking, thank goodness for James Tedesco, the art dealer doesn't want Manu at fullback at the Roosters because that could be a problem. But um, uh, this man was terrific as usual. 16-14 was the final score. It was 14-10 New Zealand at halftime. Then New Zealand had a try disallowed in the 55th minute. Yeah. Oh, I think we all agree that was the key moment if that if that, if one of the
3: guys who uh, I can't even remember which player it was, but was, it, it would only have been his second, his, his back foot, was it on the wing? It, it would only have been a foot behind the kicker. And, he, and if it had been, you know, if he'd have been a foot and a half further back, mm. I think the
1: game's over 20 for to 10 hard yakker. but they won 16, 14 Cam Murray scored a very soft try and um, very clever. And the Kiwis were just asleep at the switch for a moment. And then it was uh, hilter skelter, but they hung on. The Kangaroos, Isaiah, yo, congratulations! That was some game.
4: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was, um, yeah, it was everything you'd, you'd expect a Test match to be. It was. Um, you're, you're right. They, they started so strong at the start. I went in the field position uh, battle. Uh, I thought really well, and know, um, yeah, it obviously took us to that second half. About midway through that second half, to sort of start tiring out their middles, so. It was um yeah, it was everything I expected and more. It was uh it was a hell of a game.
2: How do you prepare for such a, a brutal match? We know that the New Zealand pack is just formidable, but when you in the lead up, when you win games so easily and convincingly, how do you prepare for a match quite like the one you would played in today?
4: Yeah, that, that game's obviously a lot different to the, the first three or four we've had. So it's um we understand that, but I guess you got to make sure that you're playing how you want to play in those big matches in the lead-ups so, and just making sure you're training really well and preparing really well. So, um, obviously, you're amongst the best players at the moment, so everyone prepares really well and trains hard, the intensity's high, everyone's blind for the spots in the team. So, um, I feel like that really sort of that, that sets you up for a game like that. But, um, then again, it's obviously different when you get out there. So, uh, I feel like we're prepared really well for all the games and, and we've, we've tried to um, play a brand of football that we, we feel like really suits our team and um, you just got to uh, rely on that.
3: Remembrance day they had the they played the last post uh, it's very special to Australians and new, new Zealanders. Zealand, yeah, it was good. The, the Harker was was frightening um you know the whole lead up to that match before the first whistle does that d- does it make you feel any differently about the game or do you have to kind of ignore all of that and stick to what what the plan is no, I feel
4: like you' no I feel like you've got to enjoy that it's, I remember being a kid watching the harker and um, Any time the All-backs play for Union or the, obviously the um, New Zealand play uh, league. It's, it's something I really enjoy and I tune into every time. So I wanted to really soak that in. Um, it was obviously the first time I've been on the other end of that, uh, playing for Australia. So um, I thought that was unreal. And obviously the Remembrance Day as well. So it was just, it's just sort of um, encapsulating everything from the whole day, I thought. it was, And I feel like the, the game that we played um, really showcased how, um, how proud both countries are and, and how hard they work for one another. So it's... Um, yeah, they're, they're something, I'm not, I might be different to the other boys, but oh, I
1: really wanted to soak it in and obviously enjoy the moment. Richard uh, brought up something, Isaiah, about the Kiwis having a scare last week. Well, the Kangaroos hadn't had a scare. You'd done it so easily, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to all your opposition, but you, haven't, you hadn't had a contest. So was it difficult to adapt to this, a serious contest? You've been over there for over a month, I think, and yet all of a sudden it was like a shock to the system, it seemed.
4: Yeah, it's definitely different. Obviously, the speed goes up. So, I actually thought after the game last week that would have helped um, New Zealand mm. a little bit, just in terms of their tank and um, getting used to that sort of that grinding football. Whereas we hadn't really had that. So, I would of think that sort of that holds us in good stead for next week. Uh, going to the final, we've, we've had a game like that where it was so physical, so fast. There's a lot of set to set football. Um, but yeah, I feel like it, it probably definitely benefited um, New Zealand and. Um, yeah, it probably took us a little bit to get to get going and to find a bit of rhythm in the game there, but I don't think it helps us for next week.
2: England and Samoa play tomorrow. Who do you expect to be playing in the final?
4: Um, well, the way England have performed and, and how they beat Samoa um, in the first round, they're probably going into the favourites, but I've obviously got a lot of Penrith boys here that I'll be, I'll be cheering yeah. on for Samoa. So, um, yeah, both sides have done phenomenally well. Obviously, England have probably been the benchmark for the tournament so far, and, and the way Samoa have built since that first game, I don't think anyone probably gave him a chance against Tonga, but they were outstanding. So, uh, look, it's just making up for a great game. Um, should be a cracker. Hopefully, they get stuck into one another and they're all pretty sore after.
1: Speaking of Penrith, with blokes. nice to get one over James Fisher-Harris. God, he was fantastic for the Kiwis today. and he I saw and him all, get flattened. i tell you
4: what, Liam Martin's
1: <laughs> not going to let him forget who was man of the match uh, tonight. But um, you must be buggered. We're, we're, we're at the middle of November. You played Origin all the way through to the grand final. You must be ready for a break, Izar.
4: I'll be ready for a break after the next 80 minutes. Um, no, <laughs> Fair <right>. enough. <laughs> Beautiful. Good All answer. Right, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. I don't know
1: if you realise how good that game looked on television today. It was a fabulous contest. Yeah, it was good good a- watch. Australia winning 16-14. Well done. We might Hopefully we'll speak Beautiful. to you next week after you win.
4: That'll be the plan. That sounds good.
1: Beautiful, Isaiah. Yeah, and I didn't mention, what about the first Kangaroos try? Munster puts up a kick from forty out. Yeah, and Ado Car off the
3: blocks. Just, that's just just individual brilliance. There's two players who can produce a try like that. Perhaps you know that's that's maybe where Australia had the slight edge. Exactly, individual yeah. moments.
2: Yeah,
1: Jack Whiten's pass. Yeah, uh, off the ground. Yeah.
2: What about Addo Carr? Twelve tries for this whole World Cup. It's Outstanding. B- b-
1: unbelievable. Mm. I don't think he's going to be left out of Origin next year. No. <laughs> Game set and match
0: cliches, time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Gurney, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.
1: Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. I think we got three shows left after this. I think we go through to December three. So yep. uh, there we. Thank you, Owen. So uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> if you want to uh, get a free family Who's pass <laughs> to the Sydney Kings versus Illawarra Hawks, which is tomorrow at the QDOS Bank Arena, uh, be our favourite caller today. One triple three five three. The Kings. Um, they continue their title defense. Big game against the Hawks. The, the Sunday afternoon games at QDOS Bank, very popular. And t- here's one of the reasons. Tickets are just 20 from 22 bucks.
2: Still too expensive for Richard, I think. That's an un.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Owen. Only three shows left for you, Owen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and probably me too. <laughs> no retort to Candice? <laughs> no. All right, let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Mark Bosnick's coming up shortly. Dave Warner in the studio all second hour. Fascinating decision from the World Boxing Council, the WBC. They've overturned the Jeff Fennec, Azuma, Nelson draw from 1990. Remember, this was the Don King promoted event in Vegas. Fennec was clearly robbed. Um, hundred percent, he was. Well, that's been. I don't know why it's been overturned now. Well, they, you know, they probably, you know,
3: watched it during COVID or something, rewatched the fight and thought, oh no, Jeff wins. The, but that, you know, fine. I think, I think it's, it's great that da- he's been mm. awarded. But another what does World it mean
2: now? Well, probably
3: not much to anybody. But Jeff knows he won that fight, and now. The world knows that the
1: world agrees. Changes his place in boxing history. I think it. Paul does. Kent writes a good piece today, like where it puts him. It's sort of in line with Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hitman Hearn's in terms of four division champions. Mm. So it's not insignificant in that regard. It's Pandora's box. I mean, if you start overturning boxing results, that is that is never ending. Yeah, I got a few results that should be reviewed. <laughs> I got, I'm making yeah. a list. Race one last <laughs> night. That thing should be shot. And you and you be had the hide to tip it to me. You had to tip it to me.
3: <laughs> Can we move on It did from this? say
2: each way. Yeah, well, well, how easy.
3: did you know? Because I didn't tip it to you.
2: No, it, it was, was on, on WhatsApp. our WhatsApp group. It was on the
1: WhatsApp oh. group. Oh. Uh, South oh. Australia Sorry. beat New South Wales for the rights to host AFL's first magic grant.
2: Yeah, this is, um, this is going to be really good. It's going to be a four-day footy uh, festival, and I think it's going to be – there were talks about it was going to be in Sydney, which I personally don't think it, it, it wouldn't have worked. Would have up. worked, no. No. and and what they're looking to do is each year move the concept around the country, so yeah. it coincides with the school holidays. So I think the AFL have done this what really about, well. But,
3: but New be, South Wales had had a crack at it, didn't they? And yeah. the
1: Premier, did you see his comment? What a, what a cheap heat merchant, oh. he, Peter Malinowskis, the South Australian guy. This is a guy who plays to a small town. Mark McGowan does this in Perth. You know, everything's yeah. all the east. You know, yeah, the yeah. east, this the east, that little brother. So things, right? he, he says. I didn't want sloppy seconds, particularly after Sydney. Um, turn on the NRL most weekends and it looks like a sandful game. Yes. I mean, he just kept taking pot shots oh, at Sydney. And, and, then the and did just it with said- a real smirk. And you see Gil McLaughlin in the la- in the background laughing. He didn't mean yeah. to, and he didn't know he was on camera, but he was laughing. And then our Premier came out and said,
3: well, it's good that South Af- uh, South Australia got something. <laughs> you know, they've been trying for a while. Is basically what he said. I'm, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing or even expanding what he said, but
1: saying, you know, good for them to get saved. Hey, Candice, are you disappointed it's not India-Pakistan tomorrow at the World
3: Very
2: Cup? Very disappointed. We all, I think
1: we're all a bit good for England. They no. deserved it, but...
3: I'm not disappointed. Why? Why? Because I have a large contingent of Indian staff who, if there happens to be a World Cup final on, I may not see for days.
2: <laughs> but after that first round game uh, that was a complete sellout at the MCG... It was so fantastic to see Close. those two fan bases come together, the players come together, and it was a real spectacle. So I would have but loved to have it seen that. final. It would have the been
1: the biggest match in cricket history. If, if that happens tomorrow, I think it's the biggest game ever. Um, by the way...
2: If it doesn't get rained out.
1: Int- oh, what about that? So they, they've got a reserve day on Monday. The stupid rule is it had to be played by three o'clock or something on the Monday. So they're now pushing that. So then if it Monday gets rained out, out,
2: how does it work? Do they, does it go on the net run rate from the game no, previously or throughout the whole World Cup sort of?
1: Does Dave know? No, he doesn't know either. Okay. No, who knows? God. It would be ironic if our, our tournament has been beset by rain, mm. if rain did us in. By the way, did you see, hear the rumours? India-Pakistan test match here in Australia. Simon O'Donnell was sprouting this last week. Yep. Uh, Dave shakes his head. Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, well, that's the end of that. We'll move on. Triple M Deadset Legends. Mark Bosnich is going to talk Socceroos. Their squad was named. Uh, we'll see if Boz thinks it's a good one. That's next.
0: Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Deadset Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman,
1: and Candace Warner. Dave Warner's going to join us for the whole second hour. You're getting a bit nervous, aren't you there, Candace?
2: I am a little bit because I'm worried about the questions you might ask him, maybe oh. about me.
1: I, oh, unbelievable. i going to make it about her. i got questions about Sandpaper Gate. i got questions <laughs> about the captaincy, all these controversial questions, and you're worried about the questions for you. You never <laughs> fail to disappoint, Candace. Husbands and wives. Speaking of husbands and wives, this man is a husband. This man, he got hitched uh, the other day. To the beautiful Sarah Congratulations Bozza Good morning
5: Congrats Bozza Good good morning Good morning Thank you so much For that uh, wonderful introduction And thank you so much For the congratulations
1: You know World Cup starts in uh, Boz knows this But in nine days Yeah Nine days Um, 23rd of November And the Is that our first game? Yeah Who's our first game against? France Okay Yeah we got a tough run France, Denmark, Tunisia Graham Ardle named his team Boz. Bit of controversy He's He Dumped Trent Sainsbury. The the keeper Mitch Langerak is gone. He would have been the backup we assumed. Um, he's put his neck on the line a bit, aren't
5: he? Well, well he has. Uh, there's no doubt about that. The shock about uh, Mitch Langerak um, was quite astounding for for a lot of us because he you know, he just finished a really good season in Japan. He played a whole full season, and Graham did say that it was going to be very important for any players who were selected in the squad. Uh, you know, to be playing regularly, and he was. So the fact that he's not in the squad was a shock. Um, but the Trent Sainsbury one is is also a shock as well. Because for those who don't know, uh, that's Graham's son-in-law. So to be fair to him, you know, he did make a hard call in there. The rest of the squad, in all fairness, pretty much picks itself. Not a lot of the players are playing, unfortunately, regular football. And, uh, like I said, I think the biggest one um, was the Mitch Langerak one, and that's in view of the fact that Matty Ryan, who's at FC Copenhagen in Denmark, Mm. hasn't played um, for for nearly, well, close to two months now. They've got one more game in their local competition, the Danish competition, this weekend. It'll be interesting to see whether or not he plays because the only time that they've got to do anything because it's such a short... Normally, there's at least a two or three week leading to a World Cup, but this time, like you said, it's only going to be literally a week is to have an in-house game, so... Very interesting to see what what, what occurs.
2: Bozo, there's a few plays coming off injury and really important plays. So Harry Sutta and, and Kai Rolls, do you expect them to start?
5: Well, in Harry's case, he's another one. Serious injury, like you said, but the, the 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 flip side to that coin is I think Australia's World Cup qualification went a bit off the rails when he got that injury. It shows how important he is. Now He's with Stoke City in the Championship, which is the second tier below the Premier League in the UK. He's another one uh, who everyone will be looking at very, very closely this weekend to see whether or not he starts. He's come on as a substitute, but he hasn't started. Kai Roll's another one. He hasn't had the serious injury and hasn't had, you could say, regular football, but he's had much more football um, than... Harry Suter. So I, I really do think a lot of it's going to come down to when Graham and his staff, when they, well, they're already in Qatar, but when they have the boys on that training park, they're going to have that in-house game 30-30-30. That means 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. To, and they're going to have a real close look and to weigh up then, um, you know, really what the options are for that first game against France. And let's not kid ourselves as well. We're playing against a team in France who, are, are number one, are reigning champions. And number two, could probably put out two teams France A and France B and still get to the semi-finals or final. And they can beat anybody in the world quite quite convincingly. So it is a huge match, that first game. It's very, very important that we don't get beaten heavily if you take it for granted that we are going to get beaten. Yes, I
1: mean, given the wind-up, we've got to go. Thank you, Fantastic.
5: boys. Take care, guys. Making a
1: racket.
0: Little tennis joke there.
5: You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life.
1: Triple
0: M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganae, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix brakes. Put your foot
6: down with
1: confidence. Ah, yes, indeed. We chat to this man on all things motorsport for Bendix brakes, Rusty. Before yeah, we talk and and good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have access to F one tickets for Las Vegas next year? I'm, I'm asking for I'm asking for a
6: friend. Do you know? Uh, they say hotel accommodation is kind of already blocked booked by lots of people. Uh, and if, mate, if we do this if we do this kind of triple M
1: extravaganza,
6: yes. and then if Richard turns up on time, he can come too. We'll we'll, we'll need an RV. Don't oh, worry about it,
0: Richard. Don't,
1: Don't worry, worry about Richard. Richard won't no, be no, there. There's still hotel accommodation, Rusty. Let me assure you, it's bloody expensive. expensive but it's, exactly. So we need tickets for the event. But anyway, look, look, just I'm just p- putting that burly out there a year in advance. Uh, okay. Speaking of f ones a surprise pole sitter uh, in Brazil, which uh, no one saw coming.
6: Uh, crazy conditions, and Kevin Magnussen uh, for the Haas team has done it. So gets his first pole. Awesome for that team. to Steiner is one of those guys who drive to survive. Who's kind of really outspoken. So you can imagine the kind of the kind of antics around this. So in a year where we've had a bit of bit of dominance from. Uh, Red Bull and hoping that Mercedes would sort of fight back, and Ferrari having their ups and downs. This is actually kind of quite a uh, quite a cool story this morning.
2: Rusty, while we're on F1, Dan Ricardo isn't ruling out sampling other forms of motorsport next year if the dates work. Now, does that include supercars?
6: Candice, you know this is a topic that's been covered by uh, a colleague, Matt Koch, this week, and he kind of put it to Dan in a line of questioning about, you know, would he go and do I don't know some endurance drives or something along those lines. And I think he threw supercars into that conversation and he he didn't rule it out. Um, He's obviously driven cars like Rick Kelly's Nissan for sponsorship-related content before, so he's not completely new to it. Um, But, I mean, imagine him getting behind the wheel of one of those things if it fitted. I think his goal is still to kind of do reserve driving or something along those lines. But hey, Gunther Steiner mm-hmm. said uh, we'd love to talk to Dan about a drive at some point. I don't think that's happened. Maybe that'll change yeah. after today with uh, what with what Kevin Magnuson's achieved.
1: I reckon more than one team, Rusty, if if he was open to the idea, more than one team would say, Let's have a conversation. I mean the the the, the exposure they'd get on race day mm-hmm. I mean listen, their whole economy is getting so many spots on TV so their sponsors can get their advertising. I might even
2: go. If, if Dan Ricardo was in supercars, I, I might even oh, that, head to Bathurst. It, hey? yeah. Oh,
1: well, shouldn't the supercars people be thrilled <laughs> that you're going to lower yourself to their level <laughs> if Dan Ricardo goes, Candice? <laughs> you gotta leave the eastern suburbs <laughs> I'll to take go to Brahma. Yep. But only if Dan Ricardo uh turns up.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> that's the level of interest people. There's will start no Lavazza
1: box at oh, the at right. Bathurst, all I'm right. telling you. There's no Mow There'd be no, on. There's no social Lexus.
2: media paid posts, nothing like that. Oh,
1: you are, a, <laughs> you are a grub.
6: Listen, listen you says. Heart's heart says I'd love to see it. It says I reckon it's a long shot. Yeah, anyway,
1: that, you're very kind, Rusty. Very kind. Now they they speaking of Vegas, um, they stopped in Vegas on the way to Brazil to hype up that race next year, and and we we're talking about it. You can't can hardly get a com if you can. It's expensive. This is still a year away, and people are already going nuts for it.
6: I'm glad we've we've sort of uh, circled back here to how we be, we began today's report or chat because to think that they would stop there on the way and do a whole heap of pre-event hype twelve months out from the event they had broadcasters there and drivers and it's going to be huge Dan. and I think it just reminds us, a, how big f one has become in the American market because of drive to survive. And if you ever sort of stopped and thought, well, you know, does it really deserve three rounds to go to Austin in Texas as well, and places like that? Um, they can sustain it. The, the The absolute demand is there.
1: Indeed, and they I, I see they got a big television contract, uh, uh, so it's working. Uh, a big American contract. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week, Rusty. Have a great one, guys. Take care. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. They bring us a Rusty more Deadset legends after this. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dave Warner, all second hour here on Dead Set Legends. We've got some, uh, plenty of questions to ask him. Uh, Candace here with Rich. You going to ask any questions? I don't know. Do you ask your husband questions in an
3: interview? That's an odd one. Not ones he can answer on TV or radio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mind going into <laughs> you're, you? Know, you're, you are a grub. You're a grub.
2: At times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sick man, but hopefully a winning man. Um, oh. We've got a tough day because it's Cranbourne and Newcastle are the yep. main meetings because there was Mooney Valley in Canterbury last year. Well, night. it's the Hunter Day up at uh, Newcastle, and Newcastle people do love their, mm.
3: their racing. They turn up in droves. Fantastic track, too. Uh, the track is just one of the best in Australia, Newcastle. So be confident betting there. I, look, I was going to tip, tip you one at the provincial meeting, which is at Kembla today. I thought it was a certainty. But I but I had to scratch it <laughs> this morning, so I've come up with something else. I think uh, I think I'm going to go in uh, race three at Newcastle. Mm. A Chris Waller-trained runner called Thalassophile, uh, four-year-old mare. She won first up, uh, first starting in a race. She's first up today. Uh, I've, I've just noticed her at the track and thought eh, it's looking well. So uh, race three, number four, Thalassophile.
1: All right, six dollars fifty on the sports bet app that I notice. By the way, if you're stupid, stupid enough to bet on whether um, I'd get my bag back from Allegiant Airlines by the 25th of November, uh, if you've bet on won't get it back, your money's looking good because it, <laughs> it has not moved from Memphis. We've now crossed a month. What you, You've you got a tracker on this, haven't
3: you? I've got a tracker. And you can see it sitting in Memphis. Has not moved. Has Extraordinary. not Extraordinary. How
1: come has they not... don't know it's there? I think they do and don't care.
2: Are you going to at or one stage they... give up on the bag or you're just going, you want this no. bag? No.
1: If I had, if I didn't have the air tag, I would have absolutely given up and gone, that's, you know what? If it ever comes back, it comes back. But because I can see where it is, yeah. and I hate this company, yeah. I hate this company yeah. with a passion. And the bad guy <laughs> has had a bet on it not being returned. So <laughs> it's got no hope of coming if back. If it gets back on the 26th, I don't care. I just want the bloody thing back. Anyway, Dave Warner, all second out. That's coming up next. Triple M Dead Set Legends.
0: Dan Ginnane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman Candace Warner. Welcome back. Saturday, 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 Saturday,
1: the
2: Triple Dead Set
1: Legends. Uh yes, indeed, as we've been talking about, Dave Warner here in studio, and that'll come up uh, after the song, Candace's quiz. Richard with his list of grievances. I saw during the week, Candace, Liverpool is up for sale. Mm. But the whole thing. City or just the football team? Probably the team is worth more than the city, even though it's a beautiful part of the world. $4.5 American was its last valuation. Where do you think that puts Liverpool FC on the list of sporting teams' franchise values?
2: It would have to be up there in the top three.
1: I don't reckon it makes the top ten. You're right, Rich. It's somewhere between 13 and 22.
2: Dallas Cowboys, $8 billion. So they're number one, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. No I, way. I, I'm stunned by that I would that have too. thought the Yankees. Everyone has like a New York Yankees hat.
1: Yeah. The New England Patriots, the LA Rams, and the Yankees are the top, top, top seats.
2: LA Rams?
1: LA, I know. I don't, I don't know why. They've got a $5 billion stadium. I guess that's part of the valuation. Well, why would you buy a football team when you can buy a racehorse?
2: <laughs> what about That, a lot that of
1: always them, that? makes money. Real Madrid, the first non American franchise, they, they are at 5.1 billion. So there you go. Liverpool, I'm surprised by that too. Yes. I thought they would have Why been don't more you buy valuable. I think they're good value. Triple M dead set legends. Dave Warner next. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms. Or the car park. Hear about it here.
0: Triple M's Dead, Dead, Dead Set legends. legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.
1: Triple M Dead Set Legends. We've got a special <laughs> guest here. Can yes. we at least pretend to be professional? Well, well
3: I, I have been pretending for 30 years to be professional. <laughs> so, you
1: know? There'll uh, be
3: no, no change for me.
1: Well, Candace, you're good to your word. You said at the start, I'll bring Dave in one day. I said, and we, we could then... Uh, we've all thought, okay. Well, you're just saying that as a bit of burly at the try and impress us, you know, at the start of proceedings, like Peter Velez. But you're good, to you, Peter wh- head. We have got three shows left, Rich. Uh, yeah. We got I three. Sh- to get him. You know, you're not going to get him.
3: Well, he, he won't want to talk this week because there's drama. You know, it'll have to be a quiet. Should I week. text him? <laughs> I, well, please don't feel free. Don't embarrass me. I'll tell you this Dave please Warner, if you
1: can get him on in the next three weeks, you can have Richard's seat. All right, there you, you can, go. I mean, you might, you'll be doing the show from <laughs> India for I eight months. I don't a know year. if I
2: want to work with my husband every Saturday morning. <laughs> good morning,
1: Dave.
7: Yeah, good morning to you too.
1: Um, oh, you're a listener of this show, aren't you?
7: occasionally when well, when they have app, to yeah. go you, I got that listener app working so it was great yeah, I yeah. know you had problems yeah. with yeah, it I, I know
1: you had problems with it um <laughs> how do you think you, you misses how do you think Kennis is going
7: I think she's handling herself very well amongst you two. That's correct which is answer great. Yeah it's always that's the correct that's answer, the correct answer. Keep, Yes 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 It must
2: be hard listening when you know that they sort of gang up on me from time to time Who
7: you
1: Yeah Rich you I, I'll tell you
3: what I'm
7: waiting I for I thought
2: you looked
3: at
1: you Dave
7: I'm waiting for the quiz Oh, yes. yes, of course you are.
1: The <laughs> quiz is the greatest quiz ever, isn't it? Are we doing the quiz in this hour? I hope not. We, oh, we're doing the quiz in this <laughs> oh. hour. Now, come on, Dave. Look, I know you've got to be loyal as a husband. You've got to admit that thing's a dog's breakfast.
7: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the questions. Um, I don't get asked them at home. <laughs> um, I don't get any hints or anything. Don't go there, And then she changed her mind. So Just say it's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Now, yeah. the last time,
1: you won't remember this, Dave, I saw you was at the new stadium... For the final, very quickly, you remember, Candice, yep. uh, just before South and the Roosters, that feral game, that fantastic.
2: The one that South
1: won. I was going to say, well, you've almost answered the question. Or oh, the
7: ref won for you guys. <laughs> oh,
1: come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm with him.
7: And Whatever, like, whatever like he says. Am I like, allowed <laughs> to go with go the refs? <laughs> you can do
1: <laughs>
5: it.
7: You can. You <laughs> can, you can, and, you can do it in your
1: Now, isn't it true, years ago, uh, you used to watch the game. If it was South and the Roosters, you had to watch the game
7: in separate rooms. I couldn't handle the, it was so intense. Candace would just, yeah, look at me no. and if I ever said anything or if I got up and cheered, it was like, no. No, Dave no. is a
2: typical rooster supporter. I sit there. Arrogant. Quiet. We yeah. go
7: to the games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> travel. Can we travel away and go to the games.
2: Yep. Yeah. Dave's again, like a lot of Rooster supporters, pretends they're members, but they aren't really paying members. <laughs> yes. That's David. So hang on.
1: Where were you on that, that afternoon? Uh, you're in the same spot. Obviously you were going, you went to the game together. How did that afternoon go? I know it wasn't a happy day for the Roosters, Dave, but how was, how was Candice's behavior?
7: Candice was actually very professional. Uh, but our middle child was down at half time trying to get Sam Walker back out in the field. We couldn't find her. So down in that you know that little chairman's box that's downstairs. It's um, right next to the change room. She was standing next to the okay. door trying to get them back out there and perform better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no exaggeration. We yeah. could not find her. Where,
3: where did that come from?
7: Uh, was-
1: mother. <laughs> mm, so we got three kids. <laughs> One lose a dead set ringer for you, Candice.
2: Yeah, that's the crazy one that goes for the roosters.
1: One's dead set you, Dave, and one's got a bit of both. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. Okay, so what's the split? You've got one rooster and two rabbit-o's.
2: Well, the youngest one doesn't really know it much at the moment. Okay. She actually starts, is starting to go for the sharks, oh. and she walks around the house singing Up, Up, Cronulla. <laughs> right. So it's it's a bit odd.
3: You reckon we can get her the swans? Probably not. No? No.
2: No chance? Not. No chance.
3: Oh, oh, nice of know. you to show up in this uh, conversation, well, Richard. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the show here. You know that the, 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 they're going to go at it. I'm just going to stoke the fire. The first all. thing Dave was talking about was your tips of late. I know he's he's made a
1: fortune on them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he would be the only person to why, that. You, why are you laughing? <laughs>
1: We got to take a song. We got can we ask some serious questions at some
7: point? Yes, That's not the nice. whole
1: point of this, but we'll get we got to have some serious questions if we're going to pretend to have any credibility. We'll do that next. Uh, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dave Warner here for the hour.
0: Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Said Legends.
1: Triple M Dead Said Legends on a uh, very uh, different Saturday morning for us here because we have got a special guest in studio. Very special. Very special guest. Richard Friedman, Candace no, Warner. No, not me. And Dave Warner That's is it. our special guest. <laughs> you got through that first one, yeah, okay, that wasn't Candace? Too bad. You're a bit we, nervous about this, Candace? A
3: little bit. We were going to ask some really personal questions and then, you know, you just sort of, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I just got the, the that glare from you, don't ask anything personal. tricky, <laughs> personal, and that was it. Uh, what personal questions oh, were you going I don't know. Ask? I was cooking a few up in the car on the way here. Let's get onto the cricket.
7: <laughs> uh, what happened with the World Cup? The team looked so flat. Oh, obviously it started with that first game. Um, I, I won't say the boys were flat at all. The boys were up and about. It's just, you know, New Zealand came out and took on our bowlers in the power play and then from there it's uh it's hard to claw it back um put 200 on the board at the scg it's quite challenging if you lose wickets in the power play and that's what happened unfortunately i think the the game that cost us would have been that game against england which um obviously Mm. got washed out so yeah that would have been a great a great clash obviously playing against them leading up um into the the world cup but uh yeah it was it was disappointing we didn't get to you know play in the semi-final but at the end of the day, you know, run rate is uh, crucial in this little uh, tournament that we play. So, yeah. You had your
1: chances. I mean, Ireland, you're having five for 25. Afghanistan, they ended up almost making a contest of it. It did feel like it just – it. some tournaments, it doesn't happen. It just didn't happen this time. Last year, everything went right. This time, it didn't happen.
7: Yeah, I think the game against Ireland, um, you know, one of the guys had nothing to lose, and he came out and started – Plonking him over the uh the the infield, we brought fielders in. We tried to attack, tried to take those wickets, but mm. um, yeah, he had a, he had a day out, and obviously against Afghanistan, I think you saw the other day. If you bat second there, it's very hard to lose, so you can chase down anything, um, as England did. So, mm. yeah, that was a crucial toss.
2: People have come out this week saying that it doesn't mean enough to the Australian team. This T Twenty World Cup is that a true um. Do you think those comments were a true representation of the team and how you guys felt?
7: No, definitely not. And I think if Maxi had his turn again, he probably wouldn't have chosen those words. Um, For us, the World Cup's the pinnacle of white ball cricket. We've obviously got a One Day World Cup coming up in India next year. So, look, the boys um, obviously played out of the skin last year in Dubai. Um, This year, a lot of travel was back. We had a few um, few injuries here and there, but the boys were prepared. They were ready, and um, just didn't get across the line. The T Twenty World Cup is. A World Cup that the Minnows
3: can have a crack in, can't they? Because it's a, that, that capricious nature of the game where it can turn in a minute, you know, a couple of wickets lost and a and a lesser team can beat a better team on paper. So I, it gives them a chance, doesn't
7: it? I think they're improving a lot because they're playing a lot of franchise cricket as well. Yeah. So when um, a lot of the other nations are playing test cricket and um, one-day cricket, they're actually out there playing 2020 cricket and they yeah. play a lot more of it. So they're actually getting used to how they can play as teams. Um, and then they bring that together when they're playing for their, um, for the national side and they can use it to their advantage. And the other thing as well is we don't play against these teams often. So we actually don't know or can't get a read on their bowlers. Mm. So when they're trying to execute something, you can't line them up. It might, it might sound silly to, you know, the average punter out there listening, but for us, when you know bowlers and you can identify what they're going to do, it's easier. Right, um, but then we come against uh, people that you don't really play against or too often. It's very difficult. You got to watch it all the way down, haven't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. can't premeditate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, who was the most improved minnow team in your opinion? Um, look for for me, I think the Netherlands have got a couple of players that played for South Africa, right. um, and they know the South Africans very well, and so their knowledge of their team, um, up against them, knowing you know matchups and stuff like that. It actually worked very well for them. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's obviously disappointing from South Africa's point of view that they didn't make it through. But for the rest of us, I think we're just, we're, we're actually laughing at it because, um, yeah, they lost against Netherlands and <laughs> it's a massive thing for the Netherlands to beat them. Yeah, sure. And that can happen in a World Cup. It's
1: actually a great format. It's actually yeah. great because it feels like every match matters and mm. everyone's got a chance. Um, we're going to take a song, Dave, uh, but we've got to ask questions about, captaincy and what's going on there in this review that goes on forever. More with Dave Warner in for the hour after this Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, very special guest, uh, Dave Warner here uh, in the studio. You're currently banned to be part of the captaincy, right? And and we saw it come up during the tournament. Aaron Finch goes down. We're thinking, is this going to be the time Dave gets he's forgiven. Not so. The review keeps going. Why is it taking so long? And do you think, I don't want to put you, get you in trouble here because you work for Cricket Australia. Nothing will get me in trouble. But do you think they're comfortable with this process taking as long as possible?
7: I think, um, you know, I've got to, you know, I'll just use the same old cliche. It is what it is. Um, but for me, it's about, um, you know, respecting what they're trying to do. Um, I still don't know what they're trying to do. What's the they, review? They are, Well, I think the review at the end of the day is, um, the legalities around how it was written, um, the, with the sanction and the the law that's on paper basically means I can't appeal. So they've got to rewrite that, um, and go through all the lawyers again and write through the policies and But it's their own rule. Well, it is their own rule. And, you know, Mm. for me, I've got to accept that. I've got to go through this whole sort of, uh, process and, um, yeah, I'm just waiting to hear back. So
2: how much are you in contact with Cricket Australia?
7: Um, I'm in contact with Nick Hockley, um, you know, frequently, but it wasn't necessarily just about, um, about this, but, you know, he got back to me the other day and said that, um, the papers have been put in. So now it's about, you know, waiting probably another week, I reckon, then I might get that chance to sit down in front of the integrity, the new integrity unit. So it's separate from the board who made the decision last time. Um, so that's where it's a bit of a, yeah, for, for how me, in, it's a bit different.
1: How important is it to you? That that you are, even if you never become captain, that you somehow cleared or you go past this, this 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 process.
7: I think it's about my knowledge of the game passing it down to the younger kids. So when I'm playing in the Big Bash, if I get the opportunity to captain, I can show show myself with my skills and my knowledge out in the field. That could actually help someone like a Jason Sanger, who was is captain um, of the Thunder team, and and other guys that are around there. They can see my knowledge as well. Um, I did captain obviously a a while back, but Mm. these guys get to be on the park with myself. Um, I can help them in their ways, but at the end of the day, you don't want to step on anyone's toes. So you don't want to make the decision for them. So if they're willing to learn and I've got that opportunity to actually captain again, I think it would be great for them. The clock's ticking though, isn't it? I mean, your career is ticking along. You're in your probably second half of your career now. They could actually wait it out. Couldn't they? They could, but I'm going to keep playing past 40. Um, you know, they're going to have to, excuse me, they're going to have to wheel me out of there. <laughs> I've just, I've, just got, I've got plenty of D, what is it, WD 40 for my, for my knees and yeah. angles, but how old are you now? 36. 36, that past 40, that's another four years. That's a is long time. It's a
2: conversation in. that we should be having at home <laughs> rather Possibly,
3: than we're
7: having it now? I don't think I can play test cricket that long. Um, it's too long to spend out in the field. Um, but now nah, look, 2020 cricket, I love the game and yeah. you know, I'll be looking to get to 2024 with all those people who are saying that I'm past it and a lot of us old fellas are past it, but uh, look out, be careful what you wish for. So what
1: have we got? We've got a one-day World Cup next year. You, you'll make that, I would imagine. Yeah, even, people are starting to call for your head, not necessarily you specifically, but it's time for a change. Finch has got to go, some of the older guard, but you'll probably make that squad. 2024, you got an Ashes, you've got a T20 World Cup. Isn't that in America? Western West Indies in America. So that that is your goal, to get to those those points and then you, that'll see you out.
7: Yeah. Look, if I, if I'm not being, um, <laughs> I think test cricket will probably be the first one to fall off. Cause it's going to be, that's how it's going to pan out because the 2020s, um, world cups in 2024 yeah. world cup next year. So potentially it could be my last 12 months in test cricket. Um, obviously it's a conversation with, well, that's the wife to answer. She, she uh, <laughs> <needs another>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but look, I love, I love the white ball game. It's, it's amazing. Um, You know, if I can get to that, that far, then it'll be great. But if not, I'll be playing franchise cricket around the world.
1: All right. I've got a hundred more questions, Dave. We'll have to get you in another time, but we've got to do Candice's quiz. You want to be part of it? You want to, you want to, you want to play along? No one wants to be part of it. I know
7: Richard's a good uh, guesser at these things. Yeah. You, no, you're the man. You're the man, man today.
1: <laughs> one triple three five three. So he does sarcasm too, Richard. One yeah. triple three five three, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Making a racket,
0: little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. A
1: triple M's Deadset Legends with Dan Kinane,
0: Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.
1: Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh we take a, a pause from our in-depth chat with the great Dave Warner
0: for this. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's at Legends 4. Canada says queen. Is. All thanks to the great service, great brands, great value. Now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day.
1: I thought we beat the contestant last week. We mustn't have. No. Okay, so we no, didn't. I all but did. One hundred dollar Bingley voucher did. up for grabs. Like
2: that intro. I should use that as like my message alert tone.
1: This should this
2: intro should not you be. You know here that's
1: here taking
2: the piss. Be. Yeah, but it's not really. It's, <laughs> I like it. All right. Okay. Here was so your show. All right, Harry, go. are you there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: It's no, great th- to be morning, here Good morning,
1: Harry. for the quiz.
2: Thanks for calling up. So today you'll be going up against David Warner.
1: Okay.
0: So
2: um, okay. Yep. I'll give David the first question and let's see how we go. Dave, right. Western Sydney Wanderers play tonight. Last weekend they played the Central Coast Mariners. What was the final score?
7: I watched this game, so I should know this.
2: Uh, 3-0? Someone's told you the answer. No. <laughs> this is the worst thing this is the worst yes. thing you could do. Harry, me,
1: you've called it a bad word.
3: Because Dave now oh. it comes out the second set of questions yep. that you cannot oh, get.
1: Yeah, that's, huh? yeah, you needed to pretend like you were guessing. Exactly.
2: Yeah. All right, Harry. You watch this. Who's playing in the cricket world cup? Uh, final tomorrow, and where is it being oh, played? You're
0: kidding! Oh, I, have, I have been, uh, I have been following along on this one. I know it's, uh, it's at the MCG. Is it uh, Pakistan versus England? Yes. Right. Oh, good job, good Harry. job, Harry. Good
1: job, Harry. Yeah. Make it easier. Yeah.
2: Oh, sorry, David.
1: What colour? Are, yeah, Harry. Your next question is: What colour of Australia's one day uniform? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
2: all right. Dave, it's nine days till the FIFA World Cup starts. Which two teams played in the last World Cup final?
7: Why am I getting soccer questions? <laughs> because this so is too. Yeah. two. Uh, last World
2: Cup? Yes.
7: Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Brazil and Portugal.
2: Oh, Did you not listen to um, any of <laughs> no. what we've spoken about yeah, on the show was, today? Yeah, no. no. Bol- yeah, France, France was one, the one defending them. Yeah. France was one of them. Okay. I'm glad you've been listening. Who was the other two? Croatia. Okay. Okay. All right, Harry. Oh, that's
1: why Croatia beat England Let's in the go. semi. Anyway. The
2: 2023 NRL fixtures were released this week. What's the opening match of the season? That's
0: a good question. Ooh, it's a tough one. I know the Eels are in the mix. It's uh, the Parramatta Eels, maybe the Melbourne Storm? Yes. Yes.
7: Oh, do you on. like Harry, NRL, do you? Arthur.
4: Harry, yeah,
6: no,
1: he's, uh, he's good. I can see. Yeah, he's getting help here. Yeah.
6: So,
3: of course he is. How? I'll just no, South, they, South, we South we and don't Roosters.
0: What don't about your my, chairman. my trivia skills. I'm, you know, I'm across it. What yeah.
1: about your chairman, Nick Politis, complaining, Dave? Oh, it's not a draw, it's a TV schedule. Yes, that's how people get paid. It's a, of course, <laughs> Souths are going to play the Roosters twice every year. That's, oh. that's why. That's why it's rigged.
2: Can we not derail my quiz? No. Please? Sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, Dave, you need to get this question right. Yeah,
3: you really need to, to stay
2: in the quiz. All right, the Women's Rugby World Cup final is today. Who won the cup in two thousand and seventeen? Seventeen. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. See what we,
7: what we put up with, Dave. In all year we put up with this. Yes. shit. all year. Which <laughs> women's team? Won the World Cup.
2: Yes, in rugby.
7: Uh, Australia.
2: No. (laughs) Do you know anything about any sport other than cricket? No, I don't even know questions about cricket. New Zealand was... Okay, so that means, Harry, you don't even have to answer the first
1: question. There we go.
3: He's trying to signal New Zealand to him. I was told to lose on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say every week.
1: Well, done. hundred dollar gift you. voucher Thanks coming your life. way. Uh, see, the life has been sucked out of David. The way <laughs> sucked out of Richard and myself every
3: week. I tell you what, the, you want to be the contestant on the last show of the of the of the year because there'll be no carryover, right? So you know you're going to win. Yeah, she but the contestant
2: it. always wins anyway.
1: It's going to be a hundred bucks anyway,
2: Richard. It yeah, doesn't I mean.
1: matter. Uh, we're going to wrap it up after this. The list of grievances. It's a good one. Top five for the that year for Richard. So Surprise! Now you've been. Perf- the last few have been excellent. Triple M. Because I'm an angry man. Can I just give you a compliment? Do you uh, have to I'm always be- worried about that. Triple M Dead Set Legends.
0: Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.
1: Triple M Dead Set Legends. What a thumping show this has been. Thank you, uh, thank you, Candace, for bringing this man along. He's been terrific.
2: No, unlike other panelists here. Mm. Richard, when I say I'm going to do something, I follow through <laughs> yeah. with it. Where Richard, he's all talk and no action. Nah,
3: nah, hang on, hang on. Still You're got good. three weeks left. Right? <laughs> all, right, yeah, all right, three weeks left. If, if you can say this on the last show,
1: probably won't be. <laughs> uh, have you enjoyed? You, have you enjoyed your time here, Dave? Yeah, I've loved it. Okay. I've loved it. Geez, you love playing on your phone, don't you? You're worse than the rest of us. I was
7: just looking up golf putters, <laughs> <laughs> getting a new one. No, like no, a, I had a fitting yesterday, so um, no. Nah. That's my birthday present from Candace. Is that right? Yes. So this doesn't come out of your allowance. No. <laughs> do you
1: do you negotiate on the allowance? Candace revealed not on air what the number was,
7: but she revealed that she does have you on a, on an allowance. 100 dollars a week. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's do what you, she that's said. That's the same as that's <laughs> the same as <laughs> <laughs> I think it's eighty dollars um a day we get from Creed Australia for a meal. <laughs> yeah. She gives me twenty dollars yeah, extra. That's what we get a triple M? Eighty dollars. It's that
1: yeah. must be the per it's diem number. It is. Eighty dollars. It is. Um Do you negotiate, and when does that? It's got to be a once a year negotiation, doesn't it? It's
2: usually around Christmas time if there's some gifts to be bought. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly for her.
3: Yeah, like yeah. Is it a CPI increase? You're getting a putter for your birthday. She's going to get a whole new bag of clubs. (laughs) (laughs) that's how that
7: works. So January Magic Millions—that's when I usually up the ante. Yeah, to try and save during the year. That's it. So you can get there and cut loose. That's
2: the biggest lie. You do not save. You spend every cent of it. Coming
3: to the
7: millions this year. I'm selling one. You better tell me which one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's lot eight hundred and forty something. Uh, uh, Richard, your list.
1: You can participate in this, Dave. You've got a grievance because you do listen oh, no, to the show. Okay. But Richard, this is your baby. Right.
3: I drove into the car park downstairs this morning, and I'm driving around looking for somewhere to park, and I think there's perfect car car spot right there. How lucky is that? It's got a green signs painted on the ground. EV. They're getting their own car parks now. (laughs) There's no charging station there. They're just getting their own car parks. What happens when everyone's got an EV?
4: When everyone's got an electric car?
3: What? What happens then? Uh, They're just two car parks for us. It's it's a disgrace. It's frustrating. This This is discrimination against people who can't afford to buy an EV right now.
1: Did you park there? Of course I did. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> there's up, straight on one pro- You can have your, your parents with preams park. There's only one people respect, and that's the disabled one. It's yeah. the only one people
3: respect. I am not giving up a perfectly good car space just because my car <laughs> runs on diesel and not electricity. For no You'll good reason. You'll kill
1: the environment, and
3: how dare anyone stop you? I'm all for it, but you know what? They There's not enough of
1: them around. Why are they doing this? What do-good have thought this was a good idea? That's your best in months. Thank you, Candace.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you, Dave. Triple M. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Dead (laughs) Dead (laughs) Set Legends. Game, set, and
0: match. And other cliches, time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.